vibration and sounds built to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work back Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. When couples break up or worse, divorce, their entangled social networks have to deal with certain implications too. We've all heard the anecdotes of people who say, they got me in the divorce. But in practice, that seems so tense. I'm Taylor Camille, director of podcasts here at Well and Good and host of today's episode where we're questioning who decides who gets who after the divorce and do we even have to choose? If it's an amicable split, let people know that. Let your friends know that they don't have to choose because people think that they have to choose. My name is Kate Anthony. I am the host of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, and I am a divorce coach. I am a domestic violence advocate, and I work mostly with women who are trying to decide whether to stay or go. But overwhelmingly, um, 69% of divorces are initiated by women. Mm. Um, and, you know, divorce is the last choice, right. right? It's not, this is not like nobody goes into this willy nilly or without agonizing for years. And on your site, there is a great question that you pose, which was how do we create an amicable relationship with our soon to be exes, which I think is such a great phrasing of a question because it's like, how do we set up kindness even before it's all said and done? People tend to be like, okay, we're getting divorced, so now we're going to be best friends because that's what's best for our children. And I think that's a great goal. It's a long, maybe a long-term goal. I don't think best friends is a good long-term goal, but I think friends is friendly co-parents is a great goal. It's a long-term goal, but you have got to give yourself the space and the time to heal first. Heal yourself, heal your resentments, Mm -hmm. right? We do not have to forgive. You don't have to forgive anyone for anything that was unforgivable. Mm -hmm. You don't. But 
it is best that you not carry resentments. Because as they say, carrying a resentment is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So don't be carrying that around. Whatever you need to do to cleanse yourself of that, because that's a toxin for you, then you can move forward and have a healthy relationship. But if you've just sort of swept everything under the rug and not done any of the work to heal and not, you know, then, you know, you're carrying a lot of toxins and stuff into the friendship. Yeah. And it'll probably explode at some point. Yeah. Taking the time to heal may involve literally putting yourself through boot camp. And no, I'm not talking about the boot camp where you push yourself to the brink of exhaustion. I'm talking about breakup boot camp. Here's Amy. My name is Amy Chan. I am the founder of Renew Breakup Bootcamp. We take a scientific and spiritual approach to healing the heart. So we run retreats where we bring in a team of psychologists, behavioral scientists, sex therapists, even a dominatrix. And we really help people transform their heartbreak and shift their patterns so they don't get into the same types of relationships over and over again. For some, the idea of like forgiving can be so far off. Mm -hmm. And so what I would say to those people is the anger and this this intense emotional charge is really what keeps you hooked. And I've seen people five years after still not really be over their ex because they have this charge towards them. And so if forgiveness is too far out of reach, that's okay. You start with self-compassion. When you can start having compassion for yourself, you are able to soften the relationship you have with yourself. And then you could start cultivating compassion for another person. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like the compassion piece is absolutely necessary before you reach the forgiveness piece. Yeah. And so I think obviously breakups can directly affect the couple. But what do we do when you have this network of friends that have been so heavily intertwined, whether it's your marriage or just even long-term relationship? What do you do and how can you avoid putting your friends in the middle and making them choose sides as you guys dissolve your relationship? You want to tell your friends how to support you. In the beginning, when you're in shock, you just need to talk as much as you can because it helps you process a new reality. Mm-hmm. And you can tell your friends, I don't need advice. I don't want to hear about what my ex is doing. So if this is okay with you, I just need you to listen to me and give me a hug and and listen without judgment. Can you do that? <laughs> and for the friends that can do that, amazing. If other friends can't or they keep crossing a limit and they're like, oh my gosh, I just saw them do this on social media, then you know you might have to decide, okay, right now, My number one priority is focusing on my self-care and Mm self-nurture. I might need to take some time away from certain friends who don't have the capacity to support me. And that's okay. You can revisit those friends in a couple of months when you're stronger. And I think for the friends, I think this is where you actually do need to exercise a lot more empathy and compassion. Mm. And it's not that you're taking sides, but whoever you feel you are closer with, maybe the friend who you think needs a lot more support. Maybe this is a time where you give them a bit more support because they really need it. What happens is very surprising and shocking. And it is one of the more destabilizing things that happens in divorce Mm -hmm. is that 
people have really fucking weird reactions to your divorce and they make it about themselves. And it's usually because you're holding up a mirror to their relationship that they do not want to look into. Mm. Um, They are lying to themselves or whatever. I'll guarantee you the people that have the most dramatic reaction to your divorce are probably within the next year going to get divorced themselves. Wow. So just remember that whatever people's reaction, whatever weird, if they're having like really weird reactions, it's not about you. And if the people are not showing up for you in the way that you need them, you get to take a pause from that friendship and say, this is not what I need right now. I feel like you're judging me. I feel like you're not really showing up for me in the way that I need right now. I love you, but I'm going to need to like take a break here. Take a a beat. Take a step back. And you're allowed to do that. This is the time to be really selfish, especially around your self-care. You know, the other thing I'll say is that this is a cultural thing, like who gets to keep the friends, right? Right. It doesn't matter. You know, when I got divorced, I said to I said to all my friends, you guys, like nobody has to choose anything. Yeah. If he's having a bad day, please go over there, hang out with him, be with him. So you want to let people know that they don't have to choose if they don't have to choose, <laughs> right? Right, right. And then if there are people in your life, if it's not an amicable split, if you have been emotionally abused, you know, if there's any kind of abuse, coercive control, things like that, Unfortunately, people don't understand that as much because they didn't see it because you put on a really good show for all these years and you probably didn't show the cracks and they're probably like, wait, what? Um, And so, you know, again, be selfish. You get to tell who you want what you want. Right. (laughs) You know, I think at the end of the day, you have to let give other people the dignity of making their own choices. Like you don't get to say to other people, you, you don't, you don't get to be friends with him Mm. or, you know, you can't, if you're friends with him, you can't be friends with me, but you might be really uncomfortable if people are being friends with him and he really hurt you and it doesn't feel safe. Right. Then. Yeah. And as we assess our friendships and assess our romantic relationships, safety is a primary concern. Amy has advice on how to identify high versus low safety relationships when we return. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Before we even look at, okay, who's going to be the next person you date, we need to look at who is your village because the people you are 
exposed to the most, they're literally wiring your brain and your nervous system. Mm. And and it's not even the people you like. It's who are you actually exposed to. It could be your neighbor. It could be your coworker, your boss, your roommate. And if they're what's called low safety, meaning you feel like you have to walk on eggshells, you can't be yourself, they're judgmental, they... Um, they have major mood swings and sometimes are are critical and emotionally abusive. Your nervous system is in survival state. You are yeah. being flooded with cortisol. Sometimes we are among these people, even family members, for so long, we think that this heightened nervous system is just the way it's supposed to be. And it's extremely unhealthy mm. because they're literally wiring your brain for connection and, and trust. Mm -hmm. But when you're around high safety people, people you could be yourself around, you know you're accepted, that's wiring your brain and creating the necessary neural pathways for trust and healthy connection. And so I, I do this exercise at the retreats and it's also in my book is to take a look at who are the 10 people you're most exposed to. And there's all these questions to assess, are they low safety, medium safety, and high safety? And then finding ways to increase the high safety people. And if you notice like, oh, I only have one high safety person, then okay, consciously spend more time with them and then start to gradually lower your exposure to the low safety and then start having conversations, boundary conversations to move the medium safety to high safety. Yeah. Yeah. And on your blog, you mentioned different stages of your life have really called for these different types of friends along the way. So how can we embrace the change? I think it's really hard as we identify these people who are lower on the scale of safety to like embrace that this needs to change and that you come to that realization that some friendships don't have your best interests, some romantic relationships don't have your best interests. So how do we embrace that change? and move through and like follow through with ourselves and our boundaries. Yeah, I think that there's this uh, nostalgic and romantic notions of like BFFs, yeah. right? When we're young, we have our best friend forever. And this is actually just not reality. So the research shows that we actually switch our friends, about 50% of them on average every seven years. Wow. And so if you look at actually what's happening, our friendships are changing. Mm -hmm. And so just because you have a history with someone, it doesn't reserve their spot permanently in your present and your future. Because if we haven't had boundaries, say you're an overgiver and then you feel resentful because everyone's taking from you. But People have been used to you being this way for 10 years and suddenly you read a book, you're like, I'm going to just have boundaries or I'm yeah. giving. And no one got the memo, right? You need to give people an opportunity and be like, hey, I'm learning this about myself. This is what's okay. This is what's not okay. And you give them the, the choice. Do they want to be in your life mm -hmm. and with this new dynamic, with these new limits, or are they, are they out? Right. And then there's going to be some people who just... Doesn't matter how many times you draw a boundary, they constantly cross it. They constantly are trying to manipulate or get something from you. And you're always feeling depleted. And you need to just really listen yeah. to that. How do you feel after an interaction? Are you exhausted or are you neutral or are you energized? And I think that's a good way to kind of start listening to your intuition and your own body. And for me... I had to swing from one side of the pendulum. Someone having 
you know, being codependent, overgiver, anxiously attached. I learned about boundaries and then went to the other side where I like cut people off. And now like my foundation and my self-worth, it's a lot stronger now. So instead of cutting people off completely, mm-hmm. I sometimes will take a bit of space. I'll have conversations. I also don't have expectations that every friend needs to be absolutely everything for right. me. I have my inner circle and sometimes people aren't in the inner circle, but they're not completely cut out from my life. I thought that was such a great distinction. There have been times in my life where I'm so past the point of done that I may not have communicated with a friend and even given them the option to continue the relationship under a different dynamic or different boundaries. I would just erect the boundary, not giving them a chance to know the new rules or even think about crossing them, just force them out. But taking space and communicating new expectations is definitely a healthier approach. I wondered what other suggestions Amy has when it comes to building healthier relationships, both platonic and romantic, that really serve us and our well-being. When I work with clients, after their breakup, they're like, okay, I'm ready to date again, or I'm ready to like be conscious about the friends that I have in my life. The very first exercise that I do with them is I have them do this worksheet, and they need to list off what are their top five values. Then they need to rate themselves from zero to 10 where they score. And sometimes like, oh, I'm 10, 10, 10. I'm like, are you really though? Because having (laughs) values and being an integrity isn't a Mm part-time thing, right? I have a lot that say, oh, honesty is my Mm -hmm. value. I'm a 10 out of 10. I'm like, oh, okay, you're honest with your coworkers, but you're definitely not honest with your sister. So so you're actually a four and like, oh. (laughs) So I think first is, We can have a laundry list of what we want in other people. Well, are you those Mm -hmm. things? And be realistic Mm -hmm. and and, and honest with that. And and there's an opportunity where you can be like, oh, actually, honesty, where can I be more honest, Mm -hmm. right? Because we're going to attract people who are of a similar emotional health level. Then you want to know what are your absolutely non-negotiables? These are hard red lines. And they're going to be different for every person. Some, if it's talking about romantic, some might say, oh, they must be monogamous, but some might want an open relationship, right? So it really, your non-negotiables are going to be unique to you. But once you have those three to four non-negotiables, they're Mm -hmm. set in stone. That means if someone crosses it, it's not a, oh, but they're really nice in this way, but oh, the chemistry's so great. It's a no. And, And just really, especially when we know when we're excited about someone, even with a new friendship, there's dopamine. We're like, oh my gosh, cool. We see all the possibilities. We might not be thinking straight and you go back to these values and the non-negotiables because that can help you be rational in how you're consciously choosing who is in your life. On today's show, you heard from Kate Anthony and Amy Chan. This episode was scripted in part by Haley Pascalides and mixed and scored by her as well, along with mastering by our sound engineer, Joanna Samuel. This episode was produced by Ella Dove, Abby Stone, and myself, Taylor Camille, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. And our theme music was created by Madeline Lakomsky and Matt DiDomenico. Our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette. And please, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. <laughs>